Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. And good evening, good evening, good evening. Dominic Carter here with you on this Sunday night. I will be with you until 5 a.m., my regular two hours, and then I'm in for Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. We will be talking to, during Frank's show, first off, Roger Stone. Then we'll be talking with a Harlem community organizer in terms of what's going on, the violence throughout America, and she will, uh, Jackie Rowe Adams will join me, and also political consultant Hank Sheinkoff. But they will be calling in during the other side of midnight. Until then, it's you and I together for the next two hours. And I want to hear from you. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. If you supported legalized marijuana in our area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, anywhere. If you supported legalized marijuana in our area, you have blood on your hands. Blood on your hands. And I hope you're proud of yourself. There is a surge in New York of kids getting sick after accidentally eating cannabis candy. I told you these things were happening, and now they're coming true right in front of all of us. This is our number one of the Dominic Carter Show. Our number two, we'll deal with the migrants. Oh, we'll deal with the migrants. But our number one, a soaring number of New York youngsters accidentally getting stoned and, in some cases, severely sickened by mistakenly ingesting cannabis lace candies left around by careless adults after the state of New York expanded its legalization of marijuana. So, for example, Stony Brook University Hospital on Long Island reports that the number of children it has seen after swallowing marijuana-laced edibles such as gummies, has nearly tripled from five cases in 2020 to 14 cases in 2021 and 13 cases last year. Now, that's just one community, Stony Brook University Hospital. And so... We all know kids get excited for candy. And according to doctors at the hospital, they even had a grandmother who passed a cannabis edible to a child by mistake. 
children, children have found cannabis candy in purses, cabinets, even the refrigerator or freezer. According to a doctor, a kid looking for an ice pop found cannabis in the freezer. Horrible situation. Hey, one thing I completely support, the NYPD use of drones in just a matter of hours is a good thing for the West Indian Day Parade. Call it, if you will, new chaperones for Labor Day. And how could you be against this? How could you be against this, the use of drones, when it keeps everyone safe. So the drones will be piloted by officers on the ground to help the NYPD manage one of its one of the city's busiest parades. Thousands of people and it's being described as the Super Bowl for the NYPD because of the amount of people. And this is just the latest tool in terms of the NYPD arsenal on the eve of Juve, the annual Brooklyn celebration that for so long has led to violent crime. And so, folks, here's the bottom line, why I support the drones out there. If there is a situation of shots fired, a person shot, police will hear the call, The drone is launched right to the scene with a bird's eye view before the officers get there. And and even better, as I just mentioned with Curtis Lewa, and Curtis Lewa will join me at 3 a.m. Please pray for him. 3 a.m. this morning from Brooklyn. 3 a.m. this morning from Brooklyn. Curtis Lewa will be reporting live on what's uh, going on with Juve with me in the middle of the night. I just hope that he's okay. So one of the good things about these drones, one of the good things about these drones is that operators can select up to 50 pre-recorded messages meant to disperse large crowds without the need for police. Or commanders can be given the intelligence they need on where to deploy resources. It's a win-win. But privacy rights activists, oh, here they go. They say the use of drones is just a new way to violate the rights of everyday New Yorkers who did nothing wrong. You already know the next words out of my mouth. If you have nothing to hide, what what is there to be afraid of? The drones are there to protect all of us. Now, I mentioned that you have blood on your hands if you supported legalized marijuana. But guess who also has blood on their hands? The pandering far-left politician. Politicians, plural. Have you seen the video? And we're about to start with your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. 9222. Have you seen the video of an NYPD officer sucker punched by a 45 year old man trying to evade arrest in Harlem? 
trying to evade arrest in Harlem. The man looks away and then takes a swing at the officer. The man was wearing a mask, and this happened Thursday. And thank God the man did not get far away. But one of the things that scared me about looking at the video, the officers took off running after him across Amsterdam Avenue. This happened in Manhattan. What? So they're chasing the suspect. What happened if a car or a cab was coming along either way? Could have been an absolute nightmare. The footage is is startling, and it shows the moment a repeat offender straddling a city bike dealt a vicious blow to an NYPD officer in the crosswalk at Amsterdam Avenue and West 147th Street just past 4 p.m. The man uh, was was talking to the two police officers, and uh, tr- he tried to get away, but they pounced on him and made the arrest. So that's one reason why politicians, far-left politicians, have blood on their hand because you have created this climate where police officers are being attacked left and right, where the the criminal feels emboldened to do whatever he or she wants to do. And another reason why you have blood on your hands, have you seen the Brooklyn Bridge lately, folks? It has become a disgusting flea market for illegal New York City vendors. And uh, it is a bridge that has gone too far. Of course, tourists jam the Brooklyn Bridge, but it has become a disgusting mile-long souvenir shop and flea market due to illegal vendors who clog up the famous walkway. Now, keep in mind, you have people that pay taxes to be out there. And they pay a lot of money, and there's not enough space, and it's it creates unfair competition. So one man just paid $400 in taxes to renew his license. And you have people out there selling God knows what, and not a dime in taxes. Let's go ahead and open up the telephone calls and coming up at the top of the hour, at the top of the hour, we will switch gears to the topic of migrants. They are attacking police officers, all types of nonsense, but we'll get, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Let's start this evening with uh, Larry, Larry. Well, no, let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Then we'll go to Larry. Let's start with Norman in Brooklyn, Good evening, Norman. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. Uh, uh, look, I'm I'm not so much concerned about the, uh, you know, errant uh, um, overdose or something on, a, on an edible from a child. I mean, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But what I'm more concerned with is the day-to-day smoking of marijuana by young people. I just, I see, you know, I mean, they're supposed to be learning. They're supposed to be educating themselves. They're supposed to be improving themselves. And yet I see like when I go on, you know, when I go on the buses or I go on the trains and every day I see young people smoking marijuana or reeking of marijuana or talking about marijuana. It seems to be it seems to be all they're into these days. 
And, uh, you know, I, it's quite common. I, you know, I, I, I just see young people walking down the street, 15 years old, 16 years old, holding a joint. And uh, it's, it's horrible. Just, it's horrible. You know, it's rolling it. And, you know, and I, I just I, listen, I want more for them uh, for their lives than they obviously want for themselves. I mean, I just you know, I, I it just it, it bothers me, you know, and I think it's very selfish. It's very selfish of our elected leaders and people who are secure and have jobs and, and, uh, and who want to legalize marijuana. But the casualties, the casualties are all around them and they don't give a damn about it. They don't give a damn. They just want they want their, you know, they want their legal pot and uh, and the, the politicians are willing to pander them, you know, pander to them. And uh, so, Norman, just, no, no one's thinking about what this is doing to society in terms of how it's lowering us even more. <laughs> yes, That's, they, they don't care. I can assure you, uh, young people in China uh, uh, are not smoking marijuana. They're studying science and uh, improving themselves, and are uh, going to take over the world. <laughs> and uh, same same thing in uh, in you know other parts of the world. Uh, I assure you, they're not smoking marijuana. The young people in uh, young people in Russia. Um, or in Israel or in other places. And I just, you know, what I, I just think it's, it's very sad. You know, a young brain is developing and, uh, and, and then they have, they have that impediment on top of all the other stresses of being 15 years old. And it's, yes. it's different. It's different. It's, it's being pushed on them. Yes. It's different. Look, I, I experimented when, when I was 14 years old. I smoked it with my sister in California. OK, you know, I uh, but it, it, it wasn't like, OK, I tried it and that was it. It's like, but these kids are not just trying it. They smoke it daily. Right. I, I didn't like it, Norman, because I, I like being in control of myself at all times, at all times. And it just made me loopy and everything was funny. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, it just it just wasn't for me. I, I, I don't even drink anymore. I like being in control of myself 24 hours a day. And so I, yes. I hear you. But it, thank you for the call, Norman. It is a reality that we are dealing with. Larry, I'm coming to you in just one second. But let's go to Mario first on Staten Island. Good evening, Mario. What's on your mind? Dominic, great to hear your voice on this Labor Day weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day. Uh, Same to you and your family. Excellent point. Uh, you know, we spoke, we were speaking about the migrant issue and now the uh, illegal vendors. And you're right, Brooklyn Bridge is a mess. It's uh, side by side of illegal vendors. You know, we run a, a civic group here on the North Shore of Staten Island. And, you know, disappointing to hear that it's coming from the higher ups in the NYPD that they are no longer enforcing illegal vendors and they have transferred the responsibility to sanitation. Uh, you know, we hold a, a very good relationship with all the agencies, but it just seems on this particular issue of illegal vending, that have taken a very soft step to it. And in the meanwhile, what's very interesting about this is that we address community concerns, constituent concerns, and the concerns are coming from immigrant-owned small businesses. Wow. And they're frustrated that they're paying workers' comp insurance. That's taxes, right. Water, That's electric, right. salary. And on their sidewalk in front of them, they're selling the same product. So it's not us that is engaging with the problem. It's the immigrant-owned businesses that are coming to us with this problem, and 
we're trying to resolve it and we're getting a pushback. It's almost a pushback on trying to address and it's counterproductive and it's affecting the quality of life because when they leave, they don't take their items with them and they leave it on the curb. And, you know, we have a, uh, an individual that cleans the commercial car in our area and it adds more work to him. Um, also the small business because they're responsible for the sidewalk in front of them. So when they open up the business, uh, they have to keep it clean. And if it's not clean, they'll receive a summons from sanitation. That's right. So I, I can, yeah. So it's, it's another excellent point you brought up. Uh, you know, the, you know, we're in it, we're in it, this, this, this is becoming a, a, a very touchy subject with, you know, the migration of they want a better way of life. They want to earn money, but the, they're taking all the wrong steps and you're, you're piggybacking on the immigrant owned business that are trying to survive the legal way. Right. And we're trying to mediate that. So it's an excellent point. You brought the Brooklyn bridge. Uh, they say sanitation is the one that's handling these uh, vendors. And I, I, I don't know who's preventing them from pulling the trigger. And it's, it's frustrating. Thank you for taking my call. Thank Enjoy you. your weekend. Thank you, Mario. And so I'm going to come back to your point, Mario, in just one second. But, folks, they, they, this is a, uh, a true situation in studio right now. So Frank Morano and Curtis Lewa, they like the studios ice, ice, ice cold. Ice, ice, ice cold. And when you walk in after Frank or Curtis Lewa, you have to put on a jacket. That's how cold they like the studio, right? And so right now <laughs> in the studio, Matt Blaze, we can't even see each other through the uh, through the big glass. <laughs> it's so fogged up because it is hot in the studio. After it was very cold. Right. Well, because well, also in here where we are in the control room, we keep it cold in here. So we're cold in here. Your studio is hot, and it causes the window between us to totally fog <laughs> that I cannot even see you. Dom, are you there? I'm Dom, here, guys. hello? Like, Where are you? You could be on the other side of the country for right now for all I know. I can't even. It's like I, driving through snow. I, I, wish, I wish the audience could see this, all the windows. So, so when I come in with Curtis, the first thing that happens is you come through the door, and the, the cold Arctic uh, temperature slaps you in the face. Boom. Right. And so I, I wait until Curtis is done. And then I, then I try and get some heat in here real fast. But in the process of doing that, we can't see each other guys. No. And Curtis, <laughs> Curtis likes the cold cause he has to keep him awake. Right. Mr. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Right. Has to stay awake. Right. During the show. So he keeps it cold. We just like it cold in here. Right. So we always do have a cold and this has happened a few times before, but yes. I, We've just moved your temperature down, and it's it seems to be getting worse. I thought it would be getting it better. It does. It does. It does. It and, does. And for those that don't know, Dominic dresses to the nines every night. <laughs> so he's wearing a full-on suit with that heat in the studio. But but the heat is it, – it, 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 I don't know about you guys, but Frank is the same way. I mean, he likes an absolute icebox. And, you know, it's like, yoo-hoo. You know, some of us don't like that. And – and he looks at you like, what's wrong with you? So anyway, I know he's going to hear this tape when he comes back, but whatever. And I say the same to Curtis, but I wish Curtis uh, much success. He'll be joining us live at 3 a.m. from uh, Eastern Parkway, Juve, the celebration. So, guys, hopefully the windows will clear up soon, and then we can see each other once again. 
Perhaps. It's the good thing we're not driving anywhere. I mean, this is <laughs> I, I need the frost on right now. Well, let's go. Let's go right back to the telephone calls in a moment. I'm going to go going to go to Suzanne in uh, in Red Bank, but first, Larry in Brooklyn. Good good evening, Larry. What's on your mind? Why well, no drum roll? All right. Uh, <laughs> I, anyway, Dominic, you know, I, you know, I, I can't. It's enough that I'm pissed off at, at society. I don't need to get pissed off at at talk show hosts. You know, you opened up by saying, I try to lay a guilt trip on people that who supported Todd because I mean, the politicians that did it for revenue. I don't see hordes of people saying, yeah, legalize pot, legalize pot. Uh, oh, I see. Of, uh, I re- see a lot. First of all, Larry, I have pointed out numerous times that the politicians are to blame for this, but it's not just yeah. the politician. There, there's a public will for this. You, you have a uh, lot of people, Larry, whether you like it or not, you have a lot of people that support legalized marijuana, and and it it, it is what it is. They they support it, but not to the extent that it's been legalized. Now you want to talk about hypocrisy? What, what Eric Adams has done, he's 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 given us an international blemish all over the world. You heard what happened at the U.S. Open. There were tennis players complaining about the stench of pot, and they're going to take that story all over the world and say, "Boy, we may never come back to Flushing Meadow again." And not only that, but look at the hypocrisy of the NYPD. They're going to clamp down uh, at the U.S. Open. Why? Because it's against the law to smoke in in the park. Yeah, well, guess what? Do they enforce that law at the beach? It's against the law to smoke pot at the beach. But I had a deal with pot smokers or the cop would, where cops were dancing all around them with their all-terrain vehicles and doing nothing. Okay, so, so the tennis players count more than the average person. This is why I hate okay. the NYPD. Okay, okay, okay but, Larry, but, but Larry, you're not stuff. being fair. You're not being fair to police. Well, what do you mean I'm not being fair? They're, they're because, not being fair. Because the police do what the commanding officers tell them to do. And if they do anything, and if they and if they veer from that, they will be severely disciplined. So that that's not fair. Well, you know what? Then the problem is in the chain of command. I don't know if it's if the problem is up and down the chain of command. And you're right. I'm not blaming the average, the bottom cop. I'm blaming the police department. They're a bunch of hypocritical scum. Is what they are. Okay. Wait, 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 Larry, Larry, Larry. Come on, Larry. <laughs> see, see, folks. We have to deal in reality. I know that we're or that we all no wait, 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 Larry. I know that we all feel we're fair, but that that we're all equal. But are you are you telling me that you really think that our opinion is going to carry as much weight as internationally known tennis players that happen to be in New York? Come on, Larry. Dominic, you really you want you want to hear about reality? I'll tell you what about reality, okay? In my neighborhood on my avenue, there's a corner right across the street from Edward R. Murrow uh, High School where a bunch of guys sit in front of a, of, of a bodega and they smoke weed all day. Right across the street from that is a burger is is a burger place with an outdoor cafe area, and they got to smell that weed. People can't sit and eat their burgers. But Flushing Meadow Park with their twenty with their thirty five dollar hamburgers, they 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 they're special. The tennis players are special, but this poor guy can't can't conduct his business, his outdoor patio. 
successfully because these skulls can't be removed from across the street. And I'd like to see what happens when the school year begins. That's going to be an interesting spectacle when uh, the high school comes in and these kids are smoking pot uh, 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 in front of that bodega. They're not going to do a damn thing about it because it's legal. Right. Well, Larry, you, you do raise some legitimate points. And, uh, and I, I hear you. I understand your frustration. But you, we have to understand it is a black eye for the city for internationally ranked tennis players to be in town complaining about weed, the smell of weed. Yeah. That, but that story becomes international immediately. I, I feel your pain, and I feel the frustration that you have in particular for that business owner. And, and it's horrible. Thank you for the call, Larry. What's also horrible, the last caller talked about, and we see a lot of you want to talk about what's going on with the Brooklyn Bridge. We'll get to your calls. I promise. We have plenty of time. But it, it, I, I want, folks, I want you to think about this. When you decide, when you arrive at a store, let's say, let's say for argument's sake, you're on Fordham Road in the Bronx, Right. And you can't even get to the stores because the vendors are set up right outside. I want you to think about this, folks. Oftentimes, those vendors are illegal. They're not paying anything in taxes. Those those, uh, stores are paying taxes, are paying workmen's comp, are paying uh, other insurances like fire insurance, It is simply not fair to allow these businesses, if that's what we want to call them, to to simply just set up and and sell their goods and pay no taxes and just take, take, take and don't give anything while the store owner is going out of business because the customers can't even get inside. But before before you're hit by three or four street vendors. Think about that the next time when you stop for a street vendor that the store is paying taxes, workman's comp, uh, unemployment, uh, medical benefits, oftentimes, on and on and on, on and on and on. Suzanne in Red Book, Red Brook, Red Bank, excuse me. Good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. I wanted to talk about um, um, what I say to kids when I have, when I see them smoking, uh, when I'm passing them by, say in the uh, supermarket parking lot or, or uh, waiting somewhere or uh, anywhere. Um, I like to tease them or embarrass them into hoping that they'll think twice next time. I say, you're too handsome or you're too pretty to smoke. And I'll say, do you think a girl or a guy, if they if they talk to me longer, um, uh, you know, they usually respond kind of sheepishly or like, oh, you know, I'm trying to quit or something. I said, do you think a girl or a guy wants to smell that on you or taste that when they go to uh, give them a kiss? <laughs> well, that, that that's an interesting way of uh, doing it. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to at 2 a.m. I'm going to be uh, chatting with Jackie Rowe Adams. She lost two sons to gun violence. And one of her big issues happens to be marijuana and, um, you know, how it's considered so normal in the community. So that's an interesting way, Suzanne. Um, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Especially, Dominic, I like to think, you know, uh, you know, initially I thought, well, you know, they're not going to listen to me. But then I realized that you see kids with their parents and 
you know, sometimes kids listen more to somebody besides their parents. So, uh, you know, it, it sometimes helps for somebody, even though you're a stranger, that just gives them pause to think about what you say. If you say something that makes sense to them, that would be to their benefit. Just like right. oh, if I if I'm waiting, I remember one time I was waiting. There was a boy who looked kind of whether it was on the bus, I don't remember where, and uh, he was uh, sort of obsessed with his cell phone. And I said um, something similar, but uh, with regards to uh, his cell phone, I said, "Oh, I hope you're not uh, addicted to that all the time." Do you know what the word addiction means? And I said, "You know, and because you know, it's like 15 or 12, younger, whatever." And uh, I said, "You know, because." even though they make these games and you think that they're there for you to enjoy or learn from, I said, you know, sometimes they really just want to control you to keep wanting to play so that, but you don't want anybody to control your mind. I, you know, try to put it in ways that, you know, has nothing to do with me. I'm not selling them something, but just to hopefully they'll think about it. And maybe next time, you know, it's not their parent telling them you've got to stop. It's them thinking, yeah, I don't want something. I said, and tell your friends, you know, if they tell you, oh, we got to play this game. So as long as you have control about it, but if you find like you feel like you got to do it, you got to do it, and you're not doing anything else, uh, maybe it's maybe this is controlling you. Do you feel like it's controlling you, or do you feel like you have the, the will to to stop and do other things? And I, I uh, that particular kid, I remember I was there for a while. We were waiting somewhere, and I said. Uh, when I was growing up, they talked about subliminal advertising. I said, did you ever hear the word subliminal? I said, you can look it up in the dictionary. And I said, it means that there's advertising, like you'd see a picture, and even though it looks like a glass of soda, in, you know, in it there's little messages written that they're trying to say, buy more, buy more, or something like right, that. Right, right. You know, we, we grew up talking about that, but they don't hear them talking about that today with kids. Well, Suzanne, you're, you're approaching, thank you for the call. You're approaching the kids from a position of love that um, is uh, coming across because I hear it in your voice. I just hope that the kids continue to see it that way because uh, dealing with, thank you, Suzanne, dealing with these kids today, you never know if it's going to go left or right. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Tony and Clifton. We're going to go to Deposit, New York, Brooklyn, Teaneck, New Jersey, the Bronx, and Gracie in New City. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC up until 1 a.m. And then this morning I'm in for Frank Morano on this Labor Day. So I will be with you until 5 a.m. We have plenty of time to chat with each other. Coming up during Frank's show, Roger Stone. The political operative will be calling in. We'll talk to Roger Stone. We'll also talk to Jackie Rowe Adams. 
the Harlem community activist that lost two sons, two, not one, two, to gun violence. We'll also talk during uh, Frank's show this morning with uh, Hank Sheinkoff, the political consultant. Curtis Sliwa will join us live from Brooklyn. But right now, up until 1 a.m., it's you and I talking with each other. As I said at the top of the show, if you supported legalized marijuana in our area, you have blood on your hands. A surge in New York of children getting sick after accidentally eating cannabis candy. It's a new chaperone for the Labor Day parade. The NYPD will be flying drones overhead. And I say thank you, thank you, thank you, NYPD. This keeps everyone safe. Uh, some, adv- some advocates say it's a uh, privacy violation. They always seem to uh, say that. But blood on your hand, also the politicians, in terms of an NYPD officer sucker punched by a 45-year-old man trying to evade arrest in Harlem. It's all caught on video. I can't imagine the horrors of being a police officer these days when the politicians have sent a full message of the police have no power. You do whatever you want to do to them. Criminals, we got your back. And the Brooklyn Bridge has become a disgusting flea market, flea market that is for illegal NYC vendors. I mentioned Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Good evening, Tony. What's on your mind? Hello, my friend Dominic. Glad to have you back on the air. We missed you. Thank um, I you. I do want to talk about, I do want to tell you about the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, that is really, that was a safe haven for those. And I agree with you that those who have legalized marijuana in the city have unleashed something that's very powerless because now people are having their marijuana 24-7. It's not like a drink after work. It's a 24-hour thing, and it's really putting our city in harm's way. Number two, I remember, and I'll end with this, Brooklyn Bridge, we crossed that bridge, Dominic, after 9-11 to make a safe exit out of the city when we were under attack during 9-11. So I have to tell you, it really concerns me that not only are our citizens unsafe during the normal day-to-day, they're also unsafe in the event that we have, of course, some kind of attack on our country as we did with 9-11. Thanks, Dominic, for your thoughts. Have a great night. Thank you, Tony. I'm I'm still stuck on uh, 9-11 when you said um, you used the bridge uh, to walk across the bridge uh, to get to safety. And now we look at the uh, Brooklyn Bridge in terms of what's uh, going on. Thank you for the call, Tony. Let's stay in New Jersey. Let's go to T-Neck. Let's say good evening to Elena. Good evening, Elena. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. It's great to to speak to you. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Go right ahead, Elena. Dominic, about the peddlers on Brooklyn Bridge and every place else, illegal peddlers. Uh, they, they come here. Most of them are probably illegal immigrants because they cannot get legal permission to sell on the street. 
So they're illegal immigrants. They're selling merchandise that's probably distributed by illegal distributors. Chances are they're high themselves. And the worst part of it is, is that they pretend to come to this country for a better life. And actually, they come from places where this is what they do for a life. And they're not acculturated to this country. They're illegal. And they're bringing their street culture to the mats all over New York, including the bridges, the tunnels, the streets. It's just it's horrible. So that's one thing I wanted to mention. And the other thing, legalized marijuana, what is it doing? Well, of course, it's feeding these illegal merchants that are probably selling stolen stuff while they're selling everything else. But what is it doing to the brains of our children who are going to be parents of children of the next generation? We're actually, we don't know what marijuana will do. We fixed the cigarette problem. We put a warning, okay? So now we fix the alcohol problem because we put a warning on it. Nobody wants to put a warning on drugs. Why? You're right. And and, and Elena, I'm, I'm I'm not stating that this is as bad, but... I remember, I can remember well, you know, the crack epidemic and the hospitals where babies were left and and the withdrawal that these little innocent babies had to go through. Yes. And, you know, the same thing was said back then. These kids are going to grow up and what's going to happen at that point. Now, I'm not saying that it's an equivalent of the marijuana because crack is a much more serious substance, but... At the same time, Elena, I, I don't think any of us, especially the left and the uh, politicians, that they've, start, that they've stopped for one second. Here's the bottom line, Elena. I'm sure many of these politicians, I would hope so, they wouldn't let their kids uh, smoke marijuana. So oh, why, I'm so, not so, so sure. <laughs> you're not so sure? <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> well, okay, okay, maybe clarification. Maybe maybe anybody with their head screwed on right there you is go. not going to let their kids uh, smoke marijuana because you know what can happen down the road. You, right. you, you know that it makes the kids lazy. Oh, Dominic, you're engaging in stereotypes. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. That's right. Uh, psychosis, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but a downward spiral from the moment you start smoking marijuana. And it is a gateway drug. And then the the children are getting to this, you know, accidentally. And then what? You know, but nobody, nobody wants to say anything. Nobody wants to call a spade a spade. Nobody wants to call it out. Elena, Thank you. Uh, thank you for the call. I hope you have a uh, a good Labor Day weekend. Let's go from uh, T-Neck. Let's go. Patricia has been waiting for a while in Brooklyn. We say good evening to you, Patricia. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. This morning, I went into my local deli. I live in Coney Island. Okay. And. I didn't notice this guy. He sort of looked a little weird, but I didn't really pay attention. I'm at the counter ready to pay. And it turns out this guy's like got a torch. 
and I see it's on fire. I, I, you can't make this up. It's like not even 9.30 in the morning, and I'm trying to pull out my debit card to pay the kid behind the register. And you know what happened? When I realized this guy was, like, going to set the whole place on fire. Wow. I froze. I, I swear to God, Dominic, I froze. I did something I never thought I would do. I dropped everything on the floor. I started to shake very, very badly. You know, for all the people that say, well, there's black and white, white and wrong, you don't know how you're going to react. I, I never thought I'd react this way. I was like a deer in the headlights. Right. You, you know, I Patricia, know I, I want you to continue, but you, but, you, but you just made a good point. And this is the point that I try and get across to everyone. Everyone says, oh, well, you know, I would have done a John Wayne and I would have shot around my back and, and dodged to the left and hit him in his left knee. It doesn't work like that. When you're in a, a panic situation and the adrenaline starts, and I mean, you're standing here this morning, Patricia, at your local deli in Coney Island, and the guy is standing yeah. there with a lit blowtorch? With it, like, no, not a blowtorch. It looked like he stole some kind of shirt, and he set it on fire. He obviously looked arranged, but I didn't notice the guy when I walked in. I, I just didn't notice it. Wow. When I saw the like the smile on his face, I said, "Oh, I'm in trouble." That's when I started to shake, dropped everything all over the floor. I mean, everything, all my purchases, and my you know everything came out of my wallet. Then I realized I'm really shaking. After I got done shaking, I realized now I'm quaking. So for all these idiots that say, "Well, I would have done this," I would have done. I don't think so. You don't know how you're going to respond. So these poor souls sitting on subway trains and some idiots carrying on, you're locked in. You don't know how you're going to respond. You don't. You really don't. You You don't. don't. And it's a sad commentary. So, Patricia. I never thought I'd come down to this. How how did the situation end? It's okay. How did it it end? I took a cab because I have, like, a, a disability, so it's hard for me to walk. Okay. And the cab driver was right out front. I jumped in the cab and I was babbling. I was, he was like, are you okay? I was like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even speak. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, what, what just happened there. Nobody in the store did anything. I'm like, what kind of world do we live in? Right. I, just to me, I, I swear to you, Dominic, and I was very ashamed of myself when I got home and I calmed down because I said, what the hell is wrong with me? I didn't do I should have yelled at this guy or no, 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 no. Patricia, come on now. You were ashamed of yourself. You don't know what this guy was going to do. And you reacted instinctively, which is the way that 10 out of 10 of us would respond. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Oh my God, Dominic. If, 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 if you would have stepped up to this guy, he could have thrown it in your face. You don't know what he would have done. So I I, true, I think I think you, you did think, the wise thing. You all think we're like you know we're smart and we know what to do. We don't. I, I'm telling you, I never. I don't. I'm. It takes a lot to get me to cry. I came home and I sat down and cried. I was like, what just happened here? You know, I'm Patricia. Garbage. Nine thirty in the morning. I'm buying like you know breakfast stuff. Patricia, you know we we as yeah. men we we're, we're raised. Um, 
to believe that a man never gets emotional or a man never cries. But mm-hmm. the older the older I get, the more I find out that sometimes crying can be a good thing, right? And yeah, because you get it out. Started. Yes, you get it out. And and I'm glad that you got it out. And I wouldn't give it another thought. I know it's going to be on your mind for probably perhaps a very long time. But, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is, Patricia. And it's it's not your fault. It's not your fault that the politicians have made it possible for every nut to come out and do yeah. whatever they want to do. There, there was a time, there was a time when those with these types of issues were afraid to come out and display them publicly, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Patricia, I'm glad that you made it out okay, and you don't have anything Go to ahead. be ashamed of. May I just end with this one last Go ahead. thing? Go ahead. If it weren't for you, I waited all day just to say this to you because you're a very calming person. So, Dr. Dominic, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Patricia, I, I do have a honorary PhD, emphasis on honorary, uh, given to me by the City University of New York. But I'm not obviously a uh, PhD or a doctor. But Patricia, I'm, well, I'm glad. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you uh, saved the story <laughs> to bring it to me. And I, I frankly, when you get off the phone, I want you to pat yourself on the back. You have no reason to be upset or to feel any type of negative way. It is what it is. And you made it out of there alive and safe, and that's all that counts. And so I want you to make me, I want you to, (laughs) I want you to promise me one thing. No idea what you do for us. I want you to, I want you to promise me one thing. Promise me you're going to have a great Labor Day tomorrow. Can you promise me that? I'm absolutely proud. I'm not going to the deli, that's for sure. Okay, okay. Well, you could pass on the deli. That That's understandable. I'll pass on the deli tomorrow. Well, Dominic Patricia, thank you. Thank you, and you have a uh, a great night and a great Labor you Day. Thank your, you. And your family in Maryland, the whole family. Thank you, Patricia. And I'm sorry again that you had to go through that. Folks, we all have to deal with issues in life, and this is one of the reasons why I praise Giuliani. This nonsense didn't happen under Giuliani because even the people with mental illness knew, hey, don't mess with that dude. That dude at City Hall is not playing. That dude at City Hall will have me locked up for three weeks on Rikers. Now, you may not like the methods, but I like the end results. Dominic Carter here with you up until 1 a.m. this morning. Uh, we are taking your telephone calls, and of course, um, uh, my hours are extended on uh, Sunday nights from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Thanks to uh, the Katsimatidis, the owner-operators of WABC, Margot Katsimatidis, a wonderful, wonderful uh, woman, has been the uh, the biggest um, supporter, uh, perhaps cheerleader, who also happens to be the owner of uh, of my career and I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for folks for a husband they have given me enormous opportunities and on this day on this day I will be with you until 5 a.m. this morning so in between interviews and uh and other things we're going to be taking your telephone calls I'm in for Frank Morano Frank has the morning off Coming up in about an hour and 10 minutes, we are awaiting a call from Roger Stone, the Trump operative. He will join us at 2 a.m. Jackie Rowe Adams, the 
activist from Harlem who lost two sons at 3 a.m., Curtis Sliwa. Oh, pray for Curtis, please. Out in the middle of the night in Brooklyn, he'll join me live on what's going on with the Labor Day, West Indian uh, Labor Day Parade at 4 a.m., political consultant Hank Sheinkoff. When we come back, Gracie in New City, Brooklyn, White Plains, the Bronx, Deposit, New York, and we will be right back. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201 225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org And we are back Coming up in just minutes at the top of the hour after the break, we will deal with the migrant situation, oh boy, in which a woman uh, was arrested for slapping a police officer. Now, imagine that, a police officer. You heard him say, you're going to get arrested. You're going to get arrested. A crackdown on these illegal bikes, and for some reason, they feel empowered enough, they meaning the people in this situation, to apparently attack the NYPD. That's coming up during the midnight hour. I'm looking at some emails, one from Katie, that's titled to Brooklyn Bridge, and Katie says, Hi, Dominic. We can see the Brooklyn Bridge from our apartment. These vendors are still capitalized out there at 11.30 p.m. Despite no tourists walking over the bridge, please see the picture attached. And the bright lights, the bright white lights in the middle of the bridge are the vendors. They are permanently set up. Not only is it an eyesore and a nuisance, some days it, someday it will cause a stampede. Katie. And sure enough that Katie, the picture is, um, shows exactly what she just described. Our friend Gracie in New City. Good evening, Gracie. What's on your mind? Oh, what a lovely treat. You're going to be on to five. We won't be sleeping tonight, <laughs> all your fans that love you. That's for sure. Thank you, okay. Gracie. Thank you. Really, honestly. All right. Now, the, uh, first of all, the marijuana, I agree with you. The, the, kids are, are, the kids are foolish when they're young. That's all they need to have marijuana to make them make more foolish decisions. And the drones, of course, it's a good idea if it, if it, if it saves lives and could defuse a situation. Now about the migrants. I mean, Mayor Adams and the governor, they're complaining. We want money. We want money. Money isn't the problem. The problem is plug the leak. When you have a leak in your house and it ruins your rug, 
you fix the leak before you buy a new rug. So what is the point of putting more money for the people that are here, that it's encouraging more people to come? Close the border. Close the border. And why uh, people don't realize that, I don't know. And I don't want to hear any more about common sense Republicans, common sense Democrats. They're not common sense. If Democrats could say we're going to vote for Biden again. And those who hate Donald Trump. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Thank you, Gracie. You have a great morning. and, And don't stay up too late, Gracie. I appreciate you folks. We see all of your calls. We are coming back in just minutes. We're going to continue with your calls as we discuss the migrant situation. Brooklyn, White Plains, the Bronx, and Deposit New York. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, happy Labor Day, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Our number two, Talk Radio 77, WABC. It's starting to become the same broken record. It's starting to become the same broken record. And we all could have predicted this. And some of the migrants' emphasis on some are showing their true colors. A migrant woman arrested after slapping an NYPD cop trying to confiscate her unregistered motorbike outside of a New York City shelter for migrants. Talk about nerve. And of course, this is allegedly and a migrant man arrested six times for 14 crimes, one four, and just his first two months in New York City. Were they vetted? Who vetted them? What did they find? They're here and free, free, free taxpayer services. This is what it sounded like when the police tried to move in with the migrant woman arrested for slapping a police officer with an open hand as the officer was trying to confiscate her unregistered motorbike outside a New York City migrant shelter. What happened to being grateful for being here? What happened to, oh, we're fleeing political persecution? What happened to that? Can you say sense of entitlement? How dare you 
Can you imagine? I want you folks to listen to this again. Can you imagine being the police officers on scene trying to control this situation and people that are not even supposed to be here are giving you a very, very hard time? Does that sound like compliance to you? I'm looking at my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. You can uh, send me a tweet. I may use it this hour. Or I'm in for Frank Morano this morning. I may use it between 1 and 5 a.m. A tweet from John Beckman says, and I am quoting here, my wife is from Babylon and I, Ridgewood, New Jersey. By the way, John, I love the uh, restaurants in Ridgewood. Uh, And John goes on to say, we both have been here in Vegas for 30 and 25 years, respectfully, respectfully, yes. And uh, there is not one redeeming quality about New York City that would ever want us to live back there now. Progressives to us equal progressively worse, and you all live it. And let the church say amen, John Beckman. You hit it on the head. So this migrant woman was arrested after she slapped, allegedly, reportedly, the NYPD officer who was attempting to confiscate her unregistered, sound familiar? Does it sound familiar, folks? Motorbike in front of a Manhattan shelter for asylum seekers. This happened uh, a few days ago. Several people, the attack came, several people were caught on camera tussling with police. Think about what I'm saying to you right now. They're not even supposed to be here. We are paying for everything, and they're tussling with our police officers. And the cops were trying to conduct a scooter crackdown. You know the the thing that you folks and I complain about all the time that they're driving these illegal scooters? Where did they get the money to buy them? They're not registered. They're not registered with DMV. You know, those vehicles that make life hell for us around here. So the police were trying to conduct a scooter crackdown Thursday at West 71st Street and Broadway on the Upper West Side. Steps from the Stratford Arms Hotel, which is being used as, guess what, a migrant shelter. As you just heard yourself, you hear one officer yelling, get back, get back. Does that sound like compliance to you folks? He's wanting the crowd in the video clip before ushering a young man away from the bike onto the sidewalk as he warned, and you heard the officer say this, bro, you're going to get arrested. So the 20-year-old woman, 20 years old, charged with resisting arrest, obstruction of governmental administration, and harassment after she hit an officer with an open hand around 10.30 p.m. She had also 
been arrested in July for felony assault in connection with an attack on her boyfriend in a Bronx apartment and was currently being housed at the Stratford Arms, according to police. Now, one person that is giving Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis credit happens to be Governor David Patterson. So, of course, Maliotakis, a Republican who is doing a great job advocating for her constituents on this issue, Patterson, a Democrat, says that she is doing the right thing. Governor Patterson, as he does every week, appeared on the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. Here is what Governor Patterson had to say. What is today? This is Labor Day weekend. is Governor David Patterson. And uh, he has many things he wants to talk about, especially what the heck is going on in New York with this migrant crisis. Uh Governor Patterson, bring us up to date. Well, John, I'd like to start out on a positive note and give a shout out to two women elected officials who um, I think really have distinguished themselves since the last time we talked. One is Governor Hochul, who has now challenged the federal government, who this past Wednesday went to Washington to the White House to seek assistance and has even been critical of the, this whole idea of how we got to this point in the first place. The other uh, shout-out goes to Congressmember Nicole Maliotakis, who I think explains the whole situation and how it all happened better than anybody. And she's talking about the fact that had they planned for this uh, prior to sending the migrants, how the Federal Park Service and all the a lot of the service agencies could have prepared for it in the states where the migrants were going to be sent. Instead, they didn't do that. She also points out that these asylum hearings are not going in the favor of the migrants. They're about 50 percent. So if you could calculate that from the very beginning, that would have been a reason not to allow that many people to come in. And I couldn't uh, agree more. So uh, I think uh, both of those women are really addressing the situation. I think you're going to see more of this in other cities and other states, because I have no idea when they planned this, where did they think we would be in September of 2023? Where did they think that, that all these people would go? Interesting, Governor Patterson. And, um, y- you know, uh, some of the residents near that hotel are stating that the worst part is at nighttime, the noise, stating that it starts at 10 p.m. and goes into about 4 a.m. in the morning, playing music, racing their motocross uh, and motorbikes up and down the street. Then a migrant man arrested six times for 14 crimes in his first two months In New York City, you cannot make this up. A man who arrived in New York City two months ago from Venezuela has randomly attacked reportedly at least three strangers and two police officers arrested and released it and released that is six times on 14 different charges. Again, how would you feel if you were a police officer and you had to deal with this nonsense? His name, uh, he's 29 years old, Daniel Hernandez Martinez. He arrived on June 27th 
and allegedly committed his first crime the following day. I'll tell you about that a bit later. Let's go right back to your uh, telephone call, Stephen in the Bronx. Good morning, Stephen. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Um, Just a few points. You can blame the politicians all you want, but just look out of the window. I blame the Upper East Side, Upper West Side bourgeois lefties, the Greenwich Village and, M- and NPR types, and everyone else wearing their stupid masks stocking up on toilet paper. They voted for this election after election after election. The visceral hatred for the police that the city council has, would they, if they had their way, they would do nothing more than changing diapers all day long. They voted for this, which means they like it and they want more of it. Election after election after election. I, I'm so I'm in a constant state of anger when I look when I look at this. I'm so so sick of it and there's nothing to be done and I don't think the numbers are here to change that anymore. This city is gone and I can't wait to move the hell out of here. Well, Stephen, I'm just curious, where where do you plan on going? I don't know yet. I have about two years to decide before I retire. Mm. And there's nothing that can happen that could possibly make you change your mind? Not at all, because it, the, the election after election, I'm living in a district here in the Bronx where I guess who AOC represents this area, and anyone who goes against her gets crushed into oblivion. Wow. I'm I'm sorry to hear that, Stephen, and the pessimism uh, that's coming from your voice. I can hear it, and I can tell that you mean it, uh, the times that we live in. Thank you for the call. And who knows, Stephen, let's be an optimist about this. Maybe, maybe, maybe things will get better. I don't know, but maybe. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, two things I wanted to talk about is one is it hopeful Trump administration and the other is ending the corruption that we have. So first of all, in terms of the future Trump administration, I'd love to see Rudy Giuliani as the Attorney General and Bernie Carrick as Head of Homeland Security. I guarantee you, if you have Trump, Giuliani, and Carrick, they will end the immigration. You're like the person who called before about the rug ending the spill. Those guys, Trump, Giuliani, and Carrick, will end the illegal immigration. Also, it would be great to have General Flynn in charge of the Department of Defense and Robert Kennedy Jr. in charge of Health and Human Services. Now, um, in terms of the corruption, you know, there's about 435 members, I think, in the U.S. House and 100 members in the U.S. Senate. That's 535 members in the, in the legislative branch. It would be nice to have Giuliani appoint 535 special prosecutors to investigate each and every one of them, as well as the big shots in the military industrial complex and the pharmaceutical complex, and um, to, to clear all this illegality and all this corruption investigate them all, the Republicans who pretend to be opposed to the Democrats and Democrats who are blatant socialists, and to go after the, all the big corporations like BlackRock and Google and Amazon. They don't pay taxes. Meanwhile, we're paying taxes, the upper middle class. It's this stuff, you know, we need really we need drastic change. And I'm hoping Trump was going to have good people this time, none of these Bill Barr types, but he's going to get in the second administration and get people who's going to not only crack that on the immigration, fix the economy like Larry Kudlow and Peter Navarro, but people like Giuliani and Carrick 
who are going to close the border. People like, you know, uh, RFK, who's not going to mess around with these mandates, these pharmaceutical uh, disasters, and clean, clean environment. And we'll have someone like General Kelly. We can trust him. He was victimized. How about all these people like Trump's attorneys that were victimized? Okay. Many of them all, all right, Robin. I, I got you. I got you. I, I, I just have a funny feeling there's no end to this comment. I, I got you. I, I hear you. Um, who knows how much of it may be reality-based in terms of uh, if if Mr. Trump is, uh, is, is elected again. I believe he will be elected. I thank you for the call. Let's go to Max in Manhattan. Good morning, Max. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. Um, for, for Labor Day uh, weekend, uh, we're told the drones will be flying over our heads. Um, why don't we uh, have these drones flying not, over not, where not, the not, not over your head in Brooklyn, but go ahead. Okay. Um, why don't we have them flying over the heads of the migrants who are on the, night, in the, on the West 70s? Or why don't we have the drones spying on those people who are jumping, jumping the turnstile? Or, as you said, spying them, spy on them that, who are on the border, crossing the border. Right. Well, how, how, Max, I'm just curious. I, I got your point. But how would you have a drone observing someone uh, uh, hopping the subway train? Well, there's enough room in, uh, let's say, a it just as a roof, the roof space alone, there's enough space to have a drone flying overhead. When someone jumps it, they could, the drone can follow them until they decide to pay it. Right. Civil liberty folks would never go for that. I hear you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Dominic, do you think these migrants are lured here in a sense by offering phones and accommodations? Do you think they're being lured here? Uh it's funny. No, it's it's funny you say that, Russ. I I don't. I think that they're opportunists taking advantage of Americans. They think we're stupid. That's what I think. That's right. And do you, but they're also actually fighting inflation by keeping wages really low. That's what's going on. And they're going to lower the the interest rate by fighting inflation. So we should look at all sides of this. But I'd like to go on to my main question about unions for workers on Labor Day. You know, they said there was 1,500 of these weed shops. Now I heard there's 8,000 weed shops. If there's two or three workers per location, a union for weed workers, where is the retail workers union? Okay, wait, 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 Russ, Russ, wait, 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 Russ, Russ. Okay. Marijuana is destroying us. Mm-hmm. It, it's harming our kids. It's harming all of us. And you're concerned about a union for the marijuana workers? Absolutely. There's thousands Russ, come of on. Them. You've got to be. Are you serious? Absolutely, Dominic. Listen, they're unintended. Oh, effects my God. Hey, Dominic, come on. I don't know if you've ever Russ, smoked Russ, marijuana. What, what, Russ, what, what about the rest of us? See, Russ, I love you, man, and I, 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 loved, love, you, I, I, I love taking your call because, okay. you, because you present the other side. Yeah. But, but Russ, but come on. You well, know, Russ, let, let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Okay. So my mechanic is up, my car mechanic is up in the Bronx on Tremont Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so... Uh, it breaks my heart every time I go there, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Places that used to be stores, little bodegas, right? Mm-hmm. They used to be stores. Guess what they are now? Reefer spots. Yes. Paying yes. rent. Yeah, paying rent. Paying wages. What, what, paying about, wages. what about what they Oh, Russ, come what on. What would you have them be, Bacon? Russ, Russ, what, what? about the kids? 
The kids that's coming out, they used to see a store there, and now they see a spot advertising weed. Come on, Russ. Well, they're not going to see an electric car repair shop, Dominic. But let me, can I ask you one thing we might oh, agree? come on, one thing Russ. We might agree. Dominic, I want to agree with you on something. Can I ask you one quick thing? Go ahead. Um, the officer that hit the guy on the scooter on the sidewalk with an ice cooler, he was driving 30 miles an hour, endangering the lives and, and safety of children and elderly people. Do you think that that officer should be suspended? Do you Absolutely think not. Okay, we agree on that. Thank Absolutely you very much. Not. Thank, Thank you, you, Russ. I, I do not believe that that officer should be charged. Uh, sometimes you, you reap what you sow in terms of these kids. You know, you think you're just going to do whatever you want. There are consequences. And unfortunately, that young man met his consequence. But what's also unfortunate is this officer is going to be hemmed up with nonsense. And they're going to try and tar him and tar his career when he was only trying to make the streets safer. Now, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know the particulars. I know that I know what's been reported. The sensational allegation of the young man was on a scooter and the officer hit him with a cooler top or something like that. And the, he, the, the kid, of course, fell off the bike and died. Well, you should have thought about that before you were engaging in what you were doing at the end of the day. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Warren and deposit New York. Good morning, Warren. What's on your mind? Thank you, Dominic. As a recent retired New York State trooper uh, that has a daughter that uh, works in social services and one is a teacher, I am totally against totally against this legalized marijuana. One of your callers earlier talked about the labels that is on alcohol and cigarettes. Well, that hasn't done anything to stop anybody. And all the recent tax that they put on, it's politicians. They're spending our money. They, they, they want to find any way that they can get a tax revenue. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the next society. Wait till 10, 15, 20 years down the road with this marijuana and see what our society is. We're going to be like a bunch of zombies. And, agreed, and I'm going to tell agreed. you something. New York City is their own worst enemy. You guys voted to be a sanctuary city, which is against your constitution. And my opinion is treason. And one of the reasons why I retired as a trooper is they told us that they were going to do. Hey, Warren, what, what, what happened? Warren, are you still with me? I I was really, okay, go, go ahead, Warren. You said one of the reasons why you retired was because they told us that we were going to, they were going to take so many of us each, rotated around because it wasn't fair for everybody that had to patrol in New York City. And I was not going to go down there after one of the people wasn't our barracks, but a few barracks over that pulled the lady over for DWI in the Bronx and the lady spit a honker right in his mouth. And of course he arrested her. And there was people that try to say that he used excessive force when he arrested her. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how much restraint anybody would do 
if somebody spits a honker right in your mouth. So, so Warren, how long were you a, a New York State trooper? 23 years. Wow. And now, Deposit is not far from Binghamton, correct? Absolutely not. It's about 25 miles. Okay, okay. So I, I'm curious as to, I, I hear what you just said, but I'm curious at one thing I've always wondered, and I want you to help me with this here. As a state trooper, right, you're often out, uh, you're always out by yourself on patrol. How dangerous is it when you make a nighttime stop for a traffic, a routine traffic violation? Are you nervous? Are you afraid? Always, always. But they come up with something in the real rural areas that that they that they now there's two two troopers to one car after from eleven to seven. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, yes. From eleven to seven, uh, you know, in a rural areas, there, there's there's uh, two police officers. Uh, but from uh, you know, like the three to seven shift. But most of us, most of us still work the seven to seven. We're seven, you know, uh, from seven o'clock till seven o'clock, or you know, vice versa. But uh, but yeah, you're by yourself until uh, till you know around uh, you know when it's dark out there. You never know. And let me tell you something: Route 17, which they're soon turning, talking about turning that into 86 in parts of it. It is. You got these people coming up here to to peddle their drugs, to take them to Binghamton. Binghamton is, is, a, is a hub for drugs. Yes, and it it's is. a distribution center. Hey, but, but, but Warren, but Warren look, look, look at the connection, the, the spiritual connection you and I uh, have here. So I'm quite familiar with Route 17, and it seems like from when I started in college, uh, when back in 1982, they were talking about turning 17 into Route 86. It's been going on that long. But but to go up to uh, SUNY Cortland from New York City, I would take uh, Route 17 to Binghamton and then get on 81. And and I remember and, and I remember passing uh, Deposit New York. So go go ahead and just one more time. I'm going to move on to other calls in a second. What did you say your daughter does? I have one daughter that that works as a social service worker for Delaware County. I have the other daughter is a school teacher. Wow. Well, we'll bless you for your service to this state. And, 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 and both my daughters that work in social services and my daughter that teaches in school, she teaches uh, special ed, my youngest daughter, and they both talk. They said, Dad, you know, you, you know, you bring these parents in for conferences or like she has to make home visits. My, my daughter with the social services. And she goes, dad, she goes, they rink a pot when they come in and their eyes are so, it's like they, they couldn't comprehend and, and, and it's all legal. But, but you know something, sir, what people don't realize is, is it may be legal at the state level, but it's not legal at the federal level. And you can't get school bus drivers. There's not a school district that isn't trying hard to get school bus drivers, tractor trailer drivers, dump truck drivers, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and to me, they're not doing enough drug testing because we have actually picked up guys, tractor trailer drivers, 
uh, especially from out of state. And uh, because not only on 17, but uh, our uh, Troop C has uh, Interstate 88 and 81. And you get these guys and, you know, so they're 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 all over the road with their tracks or trailers, and you know like they're coming from states that that pot is already you know is legal just like New York, right? But they don't they they don't haven't been caught with their drug testing or however they pass I don't know, but the bottom line is it's not good. And, and when they told me I had to make a a tour down there and and be down there. Uh, you know, because they're doing it eight months and eight months. I said, that's it. No way. Uh-uh. Hey, hey Warren, I, I got enough time. Warren, I, I've got to take a break, but I do have one last question. So you didn't do the tour in New York City, but when the troopers come down here, where where do you stay? Does the state pay for you to stay at a hotel? Where do you guys stay? The state, the state pays. Yes, the state oh. pays. They put you up places. Okay. Well, Warren, yes. thank you for your call, and, and, then, and then of course, and then of course, you go home. You know, like uh, because, like, like uh, you work. Uh, you know, if you do the seven and seven, one week you're four days on, uh, four days on, three days off, and one week you're three days on and four days off, ah. and uh, so then you go back. To, you know, and then you go back upstate to your homes. Well, Warren, thank you. Thank you for your call, and uh, bless you and bless your daughters. Thank you on this Labor Day. So there you have it, folks, a call from Warren, a a former New York State trooper. I've always been very curious about what they do and so on, and, you know, they often make these stops in the middle of the night on uh, Route 17, as Warren and I just talked about. There's nobody out there. It's pitch black and you've got to pull somebody over, and you don't know what you're walking into. And you have the lights, and they try and park the car so that the car is a shield in case someone starts shooting, but they never know what they are going into. We are talking the issue of migrants. Up until the top of the hour, Dominic Carter here with you. We're taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800 9222 this morning. I'm in for Frank Morano. Coming up at the top of the hour in Frank's show, we will talk with Trump operative Roger Stone. We're waiting for him to call in. We'll have that for you at 1 a.m. Stay with us, folks. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. A woman arrested, a migrant woman arrested for slapping an NYPD officer. As well, a migrant man arrested six times. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six for 14 crimes in its first two months in New York City. You cannot make this up. We are taking your telephone calls. I'm with you this morning until 5 a.m. Coming up, uh, the 1 o'clock hour, we'll talk to uh, Roger Stone. 2 o'clock, we'll talk to Jackie Rowe Adams about urban violence. 3 a.m., we're going live to Brooklyn. 
pray for Curtis Lee. Well, he'll be out there in the middle of the night at the uh, parade on Eastern Parkway, 4 a.m., political consultant Hank Sheinkoff. A full show. We see your calls from Staten Island to Manhattan, Yonkers, Brooklyn, New Jersey, Long Island, and Rockland. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. I don't understand something. Eric Adams is fighting with the president to make it legal for these migrants to work. Now, number one, they don't speak English. They're uneducated. They have no skills. The only jobs that they can get are assembly line factory jobs. Where are their assembly line factory jobs left in the United States? All those jobs went to China. So there's no jobs like that. Now, the only other jobs they can get is unloading trucks, which is really hard, hard work. That's not you true. Think- That's not true, Michael. There, there are jobs um, at, at the... at wait, the. Okay, well, wait, wait, let me, let me finish. <laughs> uh, uh, at the rally with Adams the other day with union, mem- union leaders... Uh, the union leaders said there are a number of uh, open jobs in the restaurant industry. I would imagine washing dishes, cleaning, cooking, numerous jobs. They said thousands of jobs were open. So go ahead. How do you know they can cook? And do you, do you, another thing, do they want to do those jobs? After sitting around all these months doing nothing, do you think they really want to work? I remember when, they, when the Vietnam War ended, they brought a lot of South Vietnamese to the United States. Now, they gave them jobs that they could do. I mean, they were unskilled, but they gave them jobs unloading trucks. They did it for two days, and they all quit. And you know what they said? We didn't come here to work this hard, and, and we don't want to do those jobs. But they had an advantage. Because they were in Vietnam and the Americans were there so long, they learned English. That's one thing they knew is the language. The people that are coming here now, 99% of them don't speak a word of English. As a matter of fact, a lot of them can't even okay, read or Ma- write their Michael, own language. Michael, I'm going to say it again. If if you're doing a job as a dishwasher or cleaning a well, restaurant, you don't have to speak English. But do, do they use dishwashers now? Don't they have machines that do that? You don't have automatic dishwashers? Okay, but you got you got to have people to, to, to load, unload your product. There, there are a lot of jobs they could do. Well, I, I don't know. There's so many of them. I think they way, way, way outnumber the number of jobs. You might have a few. Like occasionally I'll see a, a woman who doesn't speak a word of English, which I don't understand, taking care of somebody else's child. Now, how you can leave your child with a woman that doesn't speak English is beyond me, but I've seen it. So the women, yeah, the women, I think, will get jobs easier than the men. But there's, there's way, way, way too many illegals for the few jobs that they have left. Like I said, years ago, there were plenty of jobs. They were factory assembly line jobs. But those jobs are gone for good. They'll never come back. Well, I I hear you, Michael. I think there. Thank you for the call. There are plenty of jobs out there. Uh, I I don't know how how all of this uh, plays out. Let's go to Bobby on Long Island. Good morning, Bobby. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Oh wow! Awesome. Um, first of all, respect, Mister Dominic. Thank you very much for taking my call. This is the first time I've ever called into a radio show. Well, thank you. I'm That's great nervous. news. Don't don't be nervous. It's you uh, and I chatting. Long time listener, uh, and I I love you. You seem very based in your your approach and perspective on things. 
Although you. you did have one viewpoint that kind of perplexed me a bit. Okay. And it was, um, I know we're talking about migrants, and this is all kind of relative. We have a problem where the police and the Justice Department in New York is allowing this chaos with people just flooding in and stuff and basically following orders, right? But you're also welcoming the new technology and the use of drones. I was wondering where your line was with the, um, I guess, the ability of government to surveil and, and use their powers and technology when they're not doing the right thing with the laws that are already on the books. Well, I just wanted your opinion, like where you draw the line on where the government has I, abilities. I, I, you know, you know, uh, I, I got to be honest with you, Bobby. I don't like I've what I'm trying to say is that advocates always find a reason to go. Oh, no, you're, you're invading our privacy. Now, maybe you're one of those people. I don't know, Bobby. But um, and we do appreciate you calling. And you did great as a first time caller. I support anything that's going to keep us safe. The drones are going to keep us safe. I, what, what's the what's the what's the problem? Can can you tell me, Bobby, what the problem is with the drones? All right. Well, I guess for me, I do. I support law and order, law enforcement. You know what I mean? I I wanted to become a cop before I had been injured, and I, I was I would have been a liability. They wouldn't take me. So I, I, I'm all for that and the safety, but. I'm looking at what seems to be a rogue Justice Department gaining more powers. And it's not so much as having anything to hide. And I don't have privacy in airspace, so I understand that. Whatever they could see from the air, you know what I mean? I was just wondering, you personally, where you draw the line of people who are technically allowing lawlessness to gain more power over the citizens when we got bigger problems. My issue but, but with I, the drones, I guess, is... Right, but, hey, Bobby, how would I, but, you feel but, like... A, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, how would I feel? Go ahead, I'm sorry. How would you feel like if they were able to just take drones and bring them up to the windows of your house? How would you feel about that if you looked outside your window and saw a police drone spying on you? I just want to pick your brain a little bit right. and get your opinion right. on these things because well, you're very based, and I respect well, your well, opinions well, th on this. Well, thank you, thank you, Bobby, uh, and I appreciate you. Um, I, I I stand by my comment that, and I, I'm talking off the top of my head, Bobby, that if you're not doing anything wrong, what what is there to hide? I mean. So if I'm if I'm in my backyard, right? So th this is one of the stories I'm going to talk about the Chronicles of Dominic Carter coming up about the the heat that's coming the next couple of days, right? So if I'm in my pool, which which can be a real thing and 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 let's just say let's just say let's just say I, I let's just say I got on with what I was born with, right? And and okay. I I, skinny I mean, dipping. yeah, skinny I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I mean, obviously I wouldn't I I'm just talking off the top of my head. I wouldn't want to offend my neighbors. I, you know, I live in a community where there are lots of children, so I guess that wouldn't be a good idea. But, but I, I don't understand why advocates always scream. They did the same thing with cameras on the streets. Can you imagine what our life would be like if police didn't have the cameras now? You know, most well, of these. That, go ahead. That, yeah, no, that's all fine. I guess I just see examples like in other countries, like China and stuff. It quickly becomes a constant surveillance state, police state. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's, I there's like I there's a line there, and I'm asking you, 
where where would you draw the line on where there's too much government overreach, especially when they're not enforcing the laws on the books? Because well, they're well, allowing well, if they're, all if, these people if, in. When, so when you, if when they you were say worried they, about the safety. When, when you say they, and I have to move on, Bobby, now. Thank you. If you When you're saying they, so if 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 they are, retur- are recording all your telephone calls, that's inappropriate. But at the same time, coming from the background of which I do in journalism, I operate under the assumption that all of my phone calls are recorded to 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 protect myself because you never know which politician the feds are looking into and your calls may get recorded indirectly or or directly and i i mean i i hear you on on the issue i i just the advocates are going to scream bloody murder no matter what. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We've got to take a break, but we're just getting started. Frank Morano has the day off. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Then we'll go back to your telephone calls. Roger Stone is going to join us, Trump operative, and you know he's always interesting. At the top of the hour, we have a number of interviews lined up, ready And the moment that they call in, we will bring them to you. When we come back to Chronicles, plus we'll go to Rockland, Brooklyn, New Jersey, Manhattan, and Staten Island. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And the heat wave is coming this week. A daily 92-degree Plus, heat wave is expected to hit the Big Apple, this region, for most of the week beginning today, Labor Day, with the city potentially hitting record temperatures. Forecasters say the temperatures between 92 and 94 degrees between Monday and Thursday. And so it is going to be hot. Very hot and possible uh, record-breaking temperatures. So stay cool, folks. Dominic Carter here with you, taking your telephone calls up until the uh, top of the hour. Then the Frank Morano show starts. I'll be here for for that. So I'm looking at my uh, at my uh, my Twitter, and uh, Yitzhak says, uh, "Just realize this: you get more women callers than other shows." <laughs> Go, Dominic. Well, thank you for the comment. That is intentional. That is the way that 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 I envision the show, that I want the female perspective to be just as dominant as the male perspective. So we have uh, four women on hold right now, and I am going to do my best to get to uh, every, one of, every one of these calls. And... Um, you know, it's the same thing like like sometimes you folks will say, well, Dominic, you put on the opposition voice. Of course I do. For me, that's what makes for good radio. And I feel that everyone is entitled to their opinion. Each and every one of us. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, first of all, happy Labor Day to you. Nobody does labor like you. You're there, and you make us feel comfortable, you know. Thank you. Right now, I get very depressed that summer's ending, but then I'm looking forward to it to get a little cooler. And look what we got. We got four days of 
heat waves. So there you go. Just, count I mean, it, count it as a blessing. Yep, drink a lot of water, stay liquidated, and enjoy, everyone. I wish to all the listeners a pleasant uh, Labor Day. Remember Labor. I'm a little afraid with uh, with these illegals coming. I think the purpose is they want to break unions because, uh, believe me, I can't go into too much detail for my safety, but there's a lot of these illegals that are working for big uh, like Con Ed and uh, uh, Brooklyn Union Gas, they're flaggers because they speak French. And uh, my wife speaks a little French. So when we stop that they're flagging us, my wife will say something in French to them and they respond. So it's already happened. They're already getting jobs, low paying jobs to break unions. So this is uh, going on. We already, it's in effect. It's not going to start. It already started. Well, that's my, that's what I, I, have to I, say. I, I hear you, Pete, and I want you to uh, stay cool. And you said that you were depressed because the summer is over. So count it as a yeah, blessing. But, you you have yeah. four, thank you for the call. You have four more days. Uh, it's going to be very, very hot today through Thursday. Let's go to Rose in New Jersey. Good morning, Rose. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. It's always wonderful because you have a beautiful perspective. And I want to make a quick comment about the fact that we have so much drug traffic in this country because we have a market for it. Why aren't we going after and closing down the market on the narcotics? Whether it's weed, whether it's coke, whether it's this or that, we have only our our uh, population to uh, be at fault, every woman has to have a body like a little boy, and then she has to have a pair of big boobies out there. I mean, the country is in, it's a mess. Right. I, I, I hear you, Rose. I, I don't exactly understand the analogy there, but, but I, I think, I think I get it. You're saying, uh, Help me, Rose. <laughs> you well, dry up the market. You know, right. you don't want you don't want drugs in America. Don't buy them. Mm, good luck with that. Good luck with that, Rose. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the call, and you have a wonderful Labor Day. Let's go from New Jersey to Brooklyn and Audrey. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Yeah, I get to speak for Black people. How you doing, Dominic? I love the show because um, I'm getting so much knowledge of. Um, I didn't know him. But first of all, um, I wish you would be doing the, um, the celebration instead of um, Curtis behind the um, Brooklyn no, no, Museum. No, 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 no. Audrey, I have to be honest with you. you Cur- can Curtis it. can keep No, it's not I can't handle it. I don't want to be out there. Okay. When, right, when, well, when, when, the, when the parade is going on, I will be home in my backyard. I do not. I, I've been in this I game a long time, just like Curtis. I do not want to be. But he enjoys it. I don't want to be out there. But go ahead. You know, I get extra time because you interrupted. No, I'm just kidding. I feel great today. <laughs> no, no, you mean it. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Audrey. I, I learned today that um, I want to ask Michael. He called and said about the um, the age, like the no, it is the dishwashers, and they shouldn't be doing it. First of all, Michael, they don't have dishwashers anymore, and you don't have to speak a language unless you speak plate or, or knife or fork um, to wash dishes or do that. But I was wondering, would he take any of those jobs? And I just love the show, and I have to comment on another one. I don't understand why everyone has to be grouped into this wokeness. I just learned that word tonight. Wokeness? I heard of woke. But, you know, that's, the, that's new since February 2023. 
So you said you don't know why everybody has to be what? What's the the woke definition that now is applied to um, uh, African Americans? That's what it's supposed to be one of our slang words. I don't recall using that. Mm, I, I, Audrey, I, I don't know where you're getting that from. One <laughs> calls, he said he never called before, and he said all this wokeness, wokeness. Ah. Okay. And I'm sorry, I have to go to the library three days a week. So when I hear a word that I never heard, I'll look it up just in case I'm missing something. Mm. Well, sometimes I miss things too, Audrey. That's Aud- why I'm here, <laughs> Audrey, thank you for thank the you, call. And, and you have a uh, a lovely morning from Brooklyn to Staten Island. Good morning, Bill. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Uh, I spoke to you before. I want to discuss the camera system and the drones that everybody's surprised what's going on. Since Homeland Security, I've myself installed hundreds of security cameras all through the New York City Transit Authority. Okay. I don't understand what the big surprise is. I don't either. This has been going on since 9-11. I, I personally supervised uh, a contract that encompassed all bridges, tunnels, all through the platforms, control areas. And we installed all cameras to deter terrorism, fair jumping, and all of that. It's all through the system. I don't. I. It amazes me that we're even talking about this, and people that I have to defend you. Well, no, it's been, well, it's been I, going on twenty years, right? Well, well, well Bill, th- thank you for defending me, but I'm, I'm a big boy. I, I can take no, it. No, no, I, um, I understand that, Dominic. But um, it's like it, I personally installed these cameras, right? No, I, I, I hear you. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, terrorism to keep us safe and so on, and I agree with you because one of the things that shocked me, Bill, I don't know, maybe it was just a reality check for me. So when my son and I went to the Jets Giants game. Right. Um, Aaron Rodgers, first game, he threw a touchdown. He's the real deal. So one of the things that shocked me, all of the state troopers, not New Jersey state troopers, not only did they have their regular firearms, they had uh, rifles uh, and not right. I think they had semi-automatic weapons. Absolutely. And it just it struck me that these are the times that we live in that these state troopers on moment's notice, if they have to, will use these semi-automatic weapons. And, you know, what I'm trying to say is the critics are always, especially when it comes to civil liberties, oh, big brother, and there's always these conspiracy theories, and it's like, get over it. Bill, thank you for the call. I've got to move on. Thank you, my friend. I understand. Thank you, you, Bill. I I enjoy talking to you. Thank Thank you. You You have a great morning. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, get over it, folks. It's part of our life now, the cameras and so on. Let's go to Midland, Texas. Let's say good morning to Richard. Good morning, Richard. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Uh, You know, I'm finding uh, with everything going on, uh, one of the major things that will uh, destroy this country is the legalization of drugs. And let's not kid ourselves. The smoking of marijuana day in and day out, it's going to reach children. It is reaching children, teenagers. It's reaching everybody. And it is destroying this country because the more you smoke it, 
It's four times more powerful than any uh, pot that uh, I grew up with. It'll sear your, your lungs. It'll cause more cancer of the lungs and all health problems than any cigarettes that they wanted to uh, get rid of and sue the cigarette companies during the Clinton administration. That was one big scam. And yet those same people want people to smoke marijuana, be high, and make no mistake about it. There is no possible way you can be a productive worker by just smoking marijuana every day. I had people that have worked for me that were smoking marijuana. They were the worst workers I ever had. And not only that, don't kid yourself. All of this leads to harder drugs, and this is only the beginning of legalizing all drugs. You, you, you are correct, Richard. I, I would respond further, but I'm, I'm short on time. You're correct with everything you just said. Mario and Rockland, good morning. Mario, we have under a minute left. Mario and Rockland. Hi, Dominic. Not to pull a big switch on you. I originally called about the vendors. But I just want to touch on real quick. I forget his name. You spoke to him before. Okay. You Mario, to him I got 40 seconds left. You, you got to get to your point. Can't get to it. I'll try again another time. Okay. Sorry about that, Mario. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Labor Day. To the folks we didn't get to your calls, I do apologize. But I will be in for Frank Morano for the next four hours. When we come back, when we come back, Roger Stone is going to join us, the political operative. Boy, do I have a lot to talk about with him. The other side of midnight starts right now. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.